0: Hey Outlaws, happy Thursday. Welcome to episode 34. Today, we are going to be exploring the power of self-inquiry. Self-inquiry is a tool that I have been using in my business for a while, probably a couple of years I didn't know I was using it for like the first 18 months. (laughs) It wasn't something I didn't wake up one day and be like, I'm going to start using self-inquiry. That was not how it happened. It was more of a process. Self-inquiry for me has been a process of time. It's been a practice. It is something that has become part of my journaling practice, part of my self-care rituals and routines. But what I've discovered is when we approach self-inquiry in the, with the um, focus on business, our own online businesses, what can happen is we are able to be better leaders. We're able to be more engaged leaders, more engaged content creators. We're able to make faster business decisions. I'm not going to say better business decisions because I don't necessarily believe in this good and bad, but we're able to make faster business decisions. We're able to show up differently. We're able to consider and reframe heavy conversations, uncomfortable decisions, uncomfortable conversations differently. And this is part of the power of self-inquiry. So in today's episode, we're going to look at what self-inquiry is, how we can use it in our businesses. Um... Why it is so powerful and how it helps us to reframe some of these situations that I've mentioned. I'm also going to talk about what the opposite of self inquiry is, and again, why we can use self inquiry to tap into our intuition and to really make those business decisions from a place of value. But before we jump into today's episode, I have a couple of things that I wanted to mention. The first thing is because we're talking about self inquiry, and self inquiry is a part of my journaling practice, my daily journaling practice, Um, inside of the Outlaw Journal, which is a journal that I recently published for entrepreneurs. So it's a guided journal for entrepreneurs. The Outlaw Journal was built, created, born from the practice of self-inquiry because I've shared before here on the podcast and on social media that journaling was something I was very resistant to sitting down with an empty journal and just journaling my thoughts it was often really hard really hard for me to decide what i should talk about what i should what what i should say what did i need to think about because my brain is often very full anyway especially as a visionary i have so many ideas and not all of them i take anywhere some of them are fleeting but It's very difficult for me to then sit down with a blank notebook and start writing. And so over time, I discovered journaling prompts, and that was a huge help. But I also found that I needed something more than a journaling prompt about gratitude. Because for me, my journaling needed to have some kind of purpose, And it's not to say that a gratitude list is not purposeful, but for me, it wasn't my type of journaling. It wasn't my journaling style. And so I started to journal more around my business and I created more journaling prompts for myself around the type of business owner I wanted to be. I created journaling prompts around anti-bro marketing and really leaning into how we can do business differently and on our own terms. And from there, well, I created the Outlaw Journal. And the Outlaw Journal is available on Amazon. You can actually go to my website, melanienights.com forward slash Outlaw Journal. And from there, you can navigate over to Amazon to buy the journal. But on the page on my website, we have all of the details about the journal. You can flip through the first 30 pages so you can get an idea of what it looks like. But when I created this, it was designed and is designed for entrepreneurs who are tired of the status quo. If you're an entrepreneur who either already has a journaling practice or maybe you've been resistant to journaling, this is either an, a great accompaniment to your already your ritual that you already have or it's a great way of starting a journaling practice, like I said, that has a defined purpose. There are still times, even after journaling consistently for two years, I get really resistant. I go through periods of time where maybe I have a lot going on in my head. I've got to really try and process decisions and think about different things. And I'm leaning in my self-inquiry, but I don't have much left for journaling. It's during those times that I lean on journaling prompts and my outlaw journal. Now, the Outlaw Journal is separated into six sections, and I've talked about this on the podcast before. Um, If you go back to the episode where we talk about the anatomy of an entrepreneurial outlaw, those six characteristics are how I separated each area of the Outlaw Journal. Within there, we have journaling prompts. You have daily journaling prompts for 12 weeks, and you're able to go through and really define what business means to you. So in this episode, as we talk about self-inquiry, you may hear some rustling, I apologize, but I'm going to be sharing with you some of the pieces within the Outlaw Journal. I'm going to be sharing with you some of the ideas, some of the concepts that we have inside of the journal, so that you can get an idea as to what the Outlaw Journal can really do for you and your business. So remember, this is a business journal, it's designed for entrepreneurs, But it is such a powerful tool to help you on your self-inquiry journey, especially as I said earlier, if you are someone who tends to go straight to how could you let this happen? Why would you let this mistake happen, right? If you're a perfectionist or a covering perfectionist or someone who has very high standards for themselves and possibly high standards and my hand is raised high, self-inquiry can really help you to reframe these situations and lean in to your inner outlaw and, and allow yourself to kind of stretch those outlaw wings and start to master that outlaw journey. So as I said, you can go over to my website, melanieknights.com forward slash outlaw journal to grab a copy of your journal. Um, but we're going to dig into today's episode. We're going to talk about self-inquiry and we're going to talk about what self-inquiry is, how we can use that and leverage it in our businesses one of the ways I've been leveraging it just recently is my outlaw moment of the week. We've talked about outlaw moments of the week here on the show before. These are those moments when maybe you feel like you're being pulled to do something. Your heart is telling you, your soul is telling you the need to do something, say no to something, say yes to something, whatever it might be. And then there's that little noise, that little voice in your head that says, but what will so-and-so think? Or what will my coach think? Or what will Instagram think? i realized just recently how much I used to think that, how much my ego would get in the way. And I would be like, but what will Instagram think of me? And you do it anyway, right? That's your outlaw moment. You do it anyway. It goes against the status quo, goes against the grain. It challenges the norm. That is your outlaw moment, And my Outlaw moment has been a long time coming. I've said this before here on the show that I don't enjoy launching. And I'm still trying to find my flow with launches. But I was chatting with a friend just recently on Voxer. We were having this kind of ongoing conversation because there's a five or six hour time difference between the two of us. And so we were kind of having this ongoing conversation over a few days. And I love this because... What tends to happen is as I'm talking and we're talking back and forth about business and the state of business and what is broken and some of the things, strategies and tactics that we've both been coached on and that we still get hung up on, I'll have these like light bulb moments, these like mic drop moments of, oh, that would be a great piece of content. And oh, how have I not thought about this before? And I love those moments. And that kept happening for both of us during this time. But what happened during these conversations was, I identified something that I already knew, <laughs> but I was too scared to actually admit it or do it. And that is that in the last year, when I have created or delivered something that I wanted. So, for example, this podcast, Entrepreneurial Outlaws, was not something that people were asking me for no one was sending me a message saying, "Oh my god, Melanie, please create Entrepreneurial Outlaws. I need this podcast." Obviously, that wasn't happening because it didn't exist. No one knew about it. No one no one else was doing anything like this, and no one else knew that this was a thing until I created it. The same with the Outlaw Journal. Nobody was messaging me saying, "Melanie, I need an Outlaw Journal." I created it, and I was so happy. <laughs> The people bought it. But the reason this podcast continues to grow, the reason the Outlaw Journal had a, as far as I'm concerned, a great pre-sale, right? I sold 12, 12 journals in the pre-sale. Yeah. And I'll continue to sell more. But the reason I'm so happy with those outcomes and the reason that they felt so good is because I challenged the status quo. I challenged the norm of online business. You see, we're always told that we should create what people are asking for, right? We're told to create what people are asking for. And I don't necessarily think that's wrong, but (laughs) but I think it's wrong when we're creating something that our heart isn't in, right? We've all had that thing that maybe we've created or a piece of content that we I don't know, piece of content. We've created something, something in our business. We put it out into the world. We probably put way too much time and effort and energy into it. And then it doesn't get the result we wanted. And we're like, okay, I don't really care. And the reason we don't care is not because we don't care it's because our heart wasn't in it in the first place over the last five and a year, half over the last five and a half years in my business, I have created so many different things. In the beginning, I created way too many things with way too many different names. It was very confusing and complicated and over time I have learned to refine that. I've learned that, it's not really my style to create tons and tons of stuff. I love creating, but I have to kind of rein that in because otherwise it gets out of control. But what I haven't hadn't realized until more recently is that when I create things, the podcast, the journal, when I create a community like the Outlo- like Outlaw Collective from a place of passion, from what I need in my business and from my business, it's a fucking game changer. Now, I don't know whether it's the same for everybody. I'm going to be really honest. I don't know if that's the same for everyone else. This is not something that I've tried and tested. But when I've spoken to other entrepreneurs who have at least a similar approach to business as I do, it's a resounding yeah. It's a resounding yes when I create something because I want to create it. There is more excitement and more engagement, and more more involvement in the process. There is more support for whatever it is that you are creating, and it seems kind of obvious, right? Because yeah, when we are excited about the thing we're creating, we show up differently. Our energy is different. We talk about it in this passionate way. I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, there was weeks where the only thing I talked about was the Outlaw Journal for days on stories. And the moment at which I started to get fed up with hearing myself talk about it and even had that moment of, oh my gosh, is everyone fed up hearing about this? Guess what happened? People start signing up for the wait list. I mean, that's possibly one of the only, one of the few tactics it's not even a tactic, it's just a theory, a business theory, that you have to talk about things over and over again, right? But if you're someone like me who is a people pleaser, recovering people pleaser, and worries what people might think, that's really hard to do, right? That's really hard to do, to keep talking about something over and over and over again. But I'm trying to get better at it, because I'm like, who the hell is going to talk about it if I don't, right? And I really believe in this shit, so... I will keep talking about the journal. I will keep talking about the collective. And I will keep talking about this podcast because this work is so important. So my outlaw moment was realizing that when I create things that I want to create, it changes the fucking game for me. I stop overthinking. And even when I do feel a little bit like, is this the right decision? I'm able to get through it so much quicker. And I use my self-inquiry practice as well, which is great. But I'm able to get through it so much quicker. I'm able to kind of shut down and reframe that feeling or thought into, no, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I would love to know what your outlaw moments of the week are. Join me on over on Instagram and tell me what your outlaw moment of the week was or is. Or just an outlaw moment that you can think of, a big decision that you've made recently that challenges the status quo of online business, or challenges the status quo generally. I would love to know more. But today, we're talking about self-inquiry. So we're going to get into today's episode in just a moment. Grab a drink, grab your earbuds, grab your journal, and let's, t- let's talk about self-inquiry, the power of self-inquiry in episode 34. You're listening to Entrepreneurial Outlaws, a podcast for creatives, introverts, empaths, and spiritual folks who want to grow a sustainable and impactful business on their own terms. We're here to meet you at the intersection of strategy, spirituality, and self inquiry so that we can create our own versions of success and grow businesses that serve our personal goals and creativity just as much as it serves our audiences. Together, we are paving the way for a new normal in online business, one that allows you to lean into what makes you and your business unique. And I'm your host, Melanie Knights. Storyteller and outlaw mentor with a nose for the bullshit. I'm here to help you unpack the bro marketing strategies and entrepreneurial myths that lead us to overthink our business decisions, because overthinking is a feminist issue. The antidote, your intuition. So get ready as each week we have the messy, honest, and transparent conversations about entrepreneurship, the kind that's missing from the highlight reels of our social media feeds. We're uncovering the real stories behind what it takes to run a sustainable online business on your own terms, the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Ready to break the rules and become an entrepreneurial outlaw? Let's do this. Okay, outlaws. So let's talk about what self-inquiry is. Okay. Self-inquiry is curiosity, Self-inquiry is curiosity. It is being curious about decisions you make, thoughts you might have, curious about situations that you're in. It's the very act of being curious, of sitting down and saying, I wonder why I do that. I wonder why I think that. I wonder why when I open up Instagram, I feel Suddenly, like everything I do is crap. I wonder why, when I see that person's Instagram feed, I doubt myself. I wonder why I find pricing so hard. Okay, so it's a curiosity, it's a question. Self inquiry is the act of being curious with ourselves about why we might do things, why we might behave in a certain way if we talk about it specifically towards business, why we might feel certain things around certain aspects of business, why certain areas of social media or business or even certain people might be triggering for us. For me, one of the areas of my business that I really have to be curious about is launching. Like I've said before, launching is something that I find kind of hard. It's very draining on my energy, And I still get far too hung up on adding too many bells and whistles. So I have to be very, very anti-strategy. I have to allow myself to create an objective and then be like, right, I'm just going to talk about this and talk about this and talk about this. My self-inquiry, I lean on it really hard during a launch (laughs) because I have to. And the reason I lean on self-inquiry so much in those busier seasons of business or seasons of business where I might start to become more self-critical or I might become become really overwhelmed or frustrated with myself. The reason I lean into self-inquiry is because it allows me to reframe those situations. So let me give you an example. I'm going to give you a couple of examples. I'm going to give you one with for business and then one that's um, related to body image. So let's, let's just assume we're on Instagram and maybe you've just finished up your launch and you, as far as you were concerned, that launch went well. You weren't unhappy with it. It wasn't like this. It was, it was the perfect launch for you, whatever that would look like, right? It was a perfect launch for you. It felt good. It did exactly what you wanted it to do, wanted it to do financially. It was a really great launch. And then you... You head over to Instagram for whatever reason. You open up your app and when you go in, there is a post from a coach or a mentor, whomever, someone, talking about their launch. They sold out their spots. They had a six-figure launch. They have a team. They've got all these all these new students, all these new clients, they've got this social proof and they have this like really curated feed. And all of a sudden, everything you felt really happy about, suddenly you're questioning. Suddenly it's no longer a great launch. All of a sudden you're doubting yourself. I could have done more. I should have done more. It should have been better. What can often happen in those situations is... We just spiral, right? Comparisonitis on social media is a thing. I feel like that's what it's built on, us comparing ourselves to strangers on the internet. And we spiral. Again, those thoughts can get out of control. And all of a sudden, we're like knee deep in someone's Instagram feed, forgetting why we're on Instagram, what we were doing. And now we feel really shitty about ourselves. that is self-judgment right that is us judging ourselves and comparing ourselves to someone else everything that we believed about ourselves suddenly is gone and now we're being really critical and self-judgment self-judgmental the opposite of this is self-inquiry so the opposite of self-judgment is self-inquiry Right? The act of being curious with ourselves. So, what would that look like? So, the first thing is it would be a practice of self awareness. Right? Sure, it would be great if we didn't even go on Instagram in the first place, but that may not always be practical. So, the second step is us catching that moment, that moment when we start to get critical towards ourselves, catching ourselves when we're going, oh, well, She did this and I can't do that, right? Self-judgment is very binary. Why can't I have that? She did this, why haven't I? I must be rubbish. No one likes my work. Self-inquiry, right? The act of curiosity is, I wonder what it takes to do that. I wonder what she had to do to have that kind of launch. I wonder what is involved, I wonder how I could do that, but differently. I wonder what that would look like for my business. Do I even want that? What am I willing to sacrifice to achieve that? Am I willing to sacrifice things to achieve that? Is that even my goal? Can you see the difference? There is such a vast difference between that judgmental binary response of I'm shit, everything's shit, I'm going to burn it all down because I don't it doesn't look this way to the curious response of asking questions and hopefully you can hear that just by asking those questions by through that self-inquiry we instantly become more compassionate we're now not focused on either or we're now focused on well, this is my business and that's their business. Two things can exist. Doesn't mean I'm wrong or I'm shit or any of that stuff. (laughs) One of the other examples I wanted to share with you, because I thought about this recently when I was chatting with my coach, is how self-inquiry has helped me to approach my body image differently. We've talked about body image before on the show here, I have talked a lot about my own body image and said, you know, I am very aware of my size and I consider myself to be a fat person, whether or not that makes people uncomfortable. But one of the things that I found really hard is as an entrepreneur, not seeing many other people that look like me. Now, I started off in the health and fitness industry as well, so I was, there was even fewer people who looked like me. And you might wonder, why does that matter? And maybe it doesn't. It doesn't matter that people don't look like me, but it's the case of looking around and being very aware of the fact that maybe you're the only fat entrepreneur that you know of, right? And because of the fat phobic language and stereotypes used even in entrepreneurship that it becomes kind of overwhelming you're like do people really think that about me do people judge me in that way and so what would often happen or what did happen when I started to really lean into okay this is my body and I am not willing to spend the rest of my life fighting with myself. I'm not willing to be miserable because at the end of the day, I have so much work to do. And I don't mean that in busy work. I mean, like, I have shit to do. I have great ideas and I have things to put out into that world. And I have, um, I have incredible things to deliver and share. And I have, Skills that I want people to be aware of, and I was like, if I spend more time just obsessing over my body, I'm not gonna be able to do that because I'm gonna be too obsessed with how I look or how my how big my body is or how small my body is or trying to make my body smaller and take up less space. And so I really focused on health, right? Instead of focusing, and it was a it it's still a journey. This is probably a whole other episode. It's still a journey, right? unpacking diet culture is still an ongoing practice for me but what i wanted to do i was introduced to this diet i was introduced to this idea a few years ago i wanted to find accounts people who live in bigger bodies right they're not people who have weaponized the body positivity movement and are actually straight sized, but they are, they are fat people and they're talking about their bodies in that way. And they are doing work to really promote size inclusivity and fat inclusivity. And so we started to follow more and more Instagram accounts of women in particular, there are some men as well, but women in particular who have bigger bodies And I don't want to say they have bodies that look like mine. They have bodies that are similar to mine. And one of the things that started to happen was I would look at their bodies. Maybe they were in a swimsuit or underwear or they were in a dress, like a tight-fitting dress or, I don't know, crop tops or something. And I would look at them and be like, they look really great. I don't look like that. They can wear that. I can't wear that. Why can't iPhone clothes like that? I'm never going to find clothes like that. And I would have this kind of back and forth narrative about my body. What started to shift was when I started to look at their bodies. And instead of saying they look some they look great, I look crap. I'm not going to look like that. I shifted my approach. I reframed the way I looked at these women, and these people, and would say to myself, they look great. I look great too. Right? They look great in that swimsuit. I wonder where they got that from. I wonder if they have, that company has a swimsuit that would look that great on me. Right? So again, rather than comparing myself and my body to them, rather than deciding that they look great, I don't look great. Well, they look great and I can't look great. I reframed it with more curiosity and understanding that just because someone else looks like that and I don't see that in myself doesn't mean that's not what someone else sees in me. And I think that's really relevant to our businesses as well. Like, we can get so hung up on our own businesses And then someone else can see a million things that we can't see about our own business or our own success or what we do. And it would be so amazing if we all could see in ourselves what other people see, right? But this is the power of self-inquiry. This is the power of curiosity. Being able to reframe situations being able to reframe conversations, right? You've all had that. we've all had those conversations or those scenarios where we start to catastrophize in our head, right? Maybe it's with a client. Maybe we something's happened, there's a mistake or something has happened and we start to catastrophize it. We're like, fuck, they're going to fire us. This is the end of my business. Everything is going to fall apart. Oh my God, how did I let this happen? We can be really, really hard on ourselves, And that will probably still be your default. I know it's still my default, but it's that self-awareness of catching yourself and saying, okay, this happened. How am I going to make sure this doesn't happen again? What do I need to do differently? What if this is an opportunity for me? What kind of opportunities could this bring? What can I do differently? Inside the Outlaw Journal there is a whole section section 2 on needs right it's all about helping business owners identify what they need from their business and maybe you're wondering why that's important the reason it's important is because for the most for most of us we focus on what we want we're told to focus on what we want Right, we focus on what we want. If you are in, a, if you have a life where you are looking after others, maybe you have dependents or you care for people in any way, you're often thinking about other people's needs. Maybe you're even thinking about your clients' needs. What do my clients need from me this week? What do my customers need? But how often do you check in with your own needs? How often do you get curious about what you need from your business? And the reason this is so important is because knowing what you need from your business challenges the status quo. Knowing what you need from your business challenges bro marketing. Why? Because if you know what you need right, if you know what you need from your business, then your bullshit lens is going to be super fucking clear because you're not going to blindly invest in someone else's dream. You're not going to invest in something that's complete bullshit just because someone's saying, well, no, you want this because you're able to go, no, no, I need this, right? So again, let me give you an example. I might sit there and say, I really want to have a 50,000 pound year business, a 50,000 pound year in business. I'm not turning that down. I am not turning that down. But if I sit down and ask myself, what do I need from my business right now in this season? right? Because, hey, we're allowed to change our mind and things are allowed to evolve. So what do I need from my business right now in this season? I need more joy. I need more creativity. I need more space and expansion. I need adventure, but I also need consistency. I need self-care. I need community and connection. These are the things that I need from my business. They have nothing to do with money. They're about how I want to feel. And I really encourage you to use this as a journaling prompt. What do I need from my business in this season? And there's a whole series of journaling prompts that are very similar to this one to help you really tap into what you need from your business inside of the Outlaw Journal. It's why I created a whole section because it's so critical that we understand as business owners what we need because it is the antidote to bro marketing, the antidote to the status quo, right? It challenges the status quo. It helps us dismantle bro marketing in online business because a majority of bro marketing tactics are built on this idea, this weaponized idea of abundance, dreaming big, reaching for the stars. And look, I want everybody to dream big. I want everyone to dream a little bigger, right? It's not about that. But what is often missing from these weaponized marketing tactics, these weaponized sales pages and coaching programs, is that they're not talking about the practicality of actually achieving these things. There are some practicalities. Things like, you do need some people. You may not need 10,000 people, and maybe you don't need social media and an email list and a podcast and a YouTube channel and all those things, but you need some people. And you need to have actually built some relationships with those people and you need to actually know what you're doing as in what is it that you're offering you need to be able to talk about those things but this glorification of having this kind of no bad days lifestyle from a business is not always practical and again when we know what we need from our business we're able to chase that goal that dream, the thing that we actually need, right? How much money do I need from my business? And I know it doesn't feel as sexy, right? It doesn't feel as sexy. It's almost like I'm saying to you, we're going to be mediocre together. But look, as outlaws, we're far from mediocre. (laughs) That is not the point, right? That is not the point. And being an outlaw doesn't mean you have to do this on your own right? It doesn't mean you're on your own and it has to be all on you and it's all your fault. Being an outlaw just means finding your people, right? In every area of your professional and personal life. And it's so critical that we understand what we need, right? What do we need from relationships? What do we need from a business? What do we need financially? What do we need from this launch? Self-inquiry is an incredibly powerful tool. And yeah, it can look like journaling, right? It can look like journaling. As I said, the Outlaw Journal is rooted in self-inquiry. That is the purpose. But self-inquiry can also look like meditation. Self-inquiry can also look like dreaming, right? When was the last time you just lay down for five minutes and did nothing and just dreamed? Right? What if? What if? I shared with you my outlaw moment of the week, which was to start doing more of the things that I want, creating more of the things that I know are important, if that's what you want to be doing, like what if, what if you had a business that allowed you to do things that you really, really love, that you're really passionate about? And it's not to say that you're not doing that, but if there are areas of your business where you're unhappy, then this is definitely a place for some self-inquiry. Definitely a place for you to tap into that compassionate reframe and look at why. Why? And what if, right? What do I need from this and why isn't it working? What can I do differently? What's the opportunity here? And self-inquiry is just one tool, right? It's not a band-aid. It's a practice like most things. But the power that it can bring to us is phenomenal. In the last year, self-inquiry has helped me to make Business decisions it's helped me to decide how I would handle leaders, leadership decisions, hiring team members, um, letting go of clients, how to handle transitions with clients, how to handle launches that did not go to plan. <laughs> and to handle how to handle those moments when life is feeling really heavy and hard, right? And practicing duality and being able to navigate those situations so I can still run my business. I think self-inquiry is one of the, just the most soul-driven tools that we can use. And I think it's really underutilized. So I encourage you, next time that you feel that pang of comparison inner critic, that negative self-talk, tapping back into self-inquiry, being curious, right? Because it helps you to shine up your bullshit lens because knowing what you need in all these areas helps you make better decisions, helps you make faster decisions, helps you make decisions that are value-driven and driven by your beliefs not by a sales page or some FOMO or scarcity. It is the antidote to bro marketing and the status quo. So if you have enjoyed today's episode, I would love it if you would subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes and leave a rating and review. By leaving a rating and review, it helps us to tell the powers that be that this podcast is worthy of being listened to. If you're listening to it right now in real time, take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram. I love to see who's listening. You can tag us entrepreneurial underscore outlaws so we can see who's listening and we can share your excitement and let us know what your outlaw moment of the week is, how you're tapping into self inquiry. Because I want more of us to feel that, that just like that span, expansive growth that comes with the ability to be curious, right? It feels expansive. It feels like we have choice. It doesn't feel like we are only making one very linear decision. So that is it. episode 34. Next week, we're going to be talking about the pricing controversy. And if you're like, hold up, what's happened? (laughs) Nothing, nothing new. Nothing new has happened with the pricing controversy. It's all the same shit, right? It's all the same shit. And in fact, we're going to be talking about how to use self-inquiry to help us price our work because this is consistently, consistently a struggle for entrepreneurs, how to price our own work. But it's a lot deeper than just pricing, right? So we're going to get into that next week in episode 35. So that is it for me today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being here is that if you want more information on the Outlaw Journal and to order your own copy, head over to melanienightscom forward slash Outlaw Journal. You can get all of the information there. You can see some pages, reviews, you can look inside the journal, and then you can go straight to Amazon from there and order your copy. So I will see you next week. Have a great week. Get curious. Until next time, Outlaws. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Entrepreneurial Outlaws. If you see yourself as an entrepreneurial outlaw and enjoyed this episode, would you do me a small favor? It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take a moment to subscribe to the show and leave a rating and review. By leaving a review, you are helping me to grow our outlaw community and together we can show other entrepreneurs that breaking the rules can actually be good for business. Don't forget, you can find the show notes for today's episode, along with any of the links that I mentioned on my website at melanynights.com forward slash podcast. And if we're not already virtual besties, you can come and hang out with me on Instagram. I am the one with the country music playing the lukewarm coffee in my hand, and I'm dishing the doubt on how we can make entrepreneurship more inclusive and transparent. Plus, I'll probably send you some fun gifts. So until next time, Outlaws.